Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to episode 66 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast. The podcast where we sometimes cry, we always laugh, we might get a bit ratchet, but we're forever going to break it down. All right, all my single ladies, you guys might find this episode super helpful, okay? You guys know in the past episodes, I've done some single girl woes. Um, some some lamenting about the single girl life with Chrissy and Sheika. So this episode, I said, you know, let me bring in an expert <laughs> who can give some tips. And it's just not just complaining, but kind of help us drill down into why we have single girl woes, okay? And so today's guest is Conjet Farrell. And Conjet is a licensed marriage and family therapist. And she's a published author of the book, She's Worth the Chase. And she's a peer, you know, guys, she has the receipts. She's been on Lifetime's Morning Show, The Balancing Act. She's been featured in the Huffington Post by the Associated Press and Ebony Magazine, the Los Angeles Times. We can go on and on and on. But we had a really dope conversation about what's stopping people from finding, um, not really finding, but getting the love that they truly deserve. And she gave out some great tips um, she kind of digs in there a little bit uh, for the single ladies who are actively dating. So stay tuned for that dope conversation. All right. So we're going to get into this week's Boonie Pick of the Week. And uh, it's really basic. But I just really love how entertaining the Explorer page on Instagram is. It's also uh, uh energy and time killer because I feel like once I jump down one rabbit hole, I just keep going and going and going. Also, it just gives me some great accounts that I don't follow, some amazing laughs. And so my friends know, like, if you're in a group chat with me on GroupMe or an iMessage, I'm totally sending out <laughs> Instagram links um for shit that i find funny and it's all from the explore page like i don't follow half the half the things i send out but the explore page is so amazing and because instagram keeps coming for everybody's whatever um since they're trying to be all the social media sites in one i really do appreciate the collections feature i think it's like an underutilized feature where they stole from pinterest where you can see something you can just save it to a board privately on your profile and nobody can see it that is really one of my favorite features so if you follow me on instagram at the boonie breakdown you know every friday is friday for rihanna and i always share a rihanna clip and somebody asked me boonie how do you have that much rihanna footage for every single Friday. And it's because of the explore page. Like once I look down one Rihanna fan page, it just, I just jumped down into that rabbit hole. And the same thing with Beyonce, the same thing with food, nail art, they just keep going. And you know, 20 minutes later, your legs are numb on sitting on the toilet because you've been scrolling on Instagram, the explore page. So that is how I have the bountiful collection of Rihanna <laughs> things for Friday posts because I have it saved too my friday board <laughs> so that is my pick of the week i know i am not alone there but i wanted to answer that question uh because i actually get it quite often almost every friday when i share that post all right so let's get into this housekeeping um the feedback from episode 65 story time with boonie was great a lot of you chastised me i'm not going to give away a spoiler 
But if you listen to the episode, you'll know why people chastise me. Uh, one person even gave me like a really cute message. And they said that they love story time with Booney all the time. And they love that I have the ability to laugh at myself. And guys, I was utterly mortified, like I said. But, you know, hey, shit happens. Like, what can you do about it? Right. I just hope that I'm not a meme out there somewhere because that is literally one of my worst fears. All right. Remember, you guys can write a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Facebook, Google Podcasts, wherever. Just remember, if you're doing it on any Apple device, an Apple Podcast app, you need to make sure you have your nickname set up. So you need to go into your iTunes uh, settings and make sure you have a nickname set up. If you keep trying to say, oh, I keep trying to hit send on a review and it doesn't go through, it is because you probably do not have a nickname set up. So once you do that, it's very easy to submit a review on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Boonie Breakdown. You can follow us on Twitter, Boonie Breakdown. And when sharing the episode, be sure to use the hashtag The Boonie Breakdown or the hashtag pod N P O D I N. All right, uh, that's it. So let's get ready to break it down. Okay, guys, it's your girl, Boonie, and I'm excited for this episode. This one is for all of my single girls (laughs) I have with me. She's a dating specialist, okay? She's a marriage and family therapist. So I would like to welcome Conjette Farrell to the podcast. Hello, hello. I'm so happy to be here on the Boonie Breakdown. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you. I'm also jealous that you're you're in L.A., right? (laughs) (laughs) What's the weather like where you are? Actually, today was a very nice day. The the weather has been a little schizophrenic. Uh, <laughs> so we've literally had a 75 degree day, snow, sleet, oh. spring, rain, all in like one week. Oh, wow. um, okay. We've had a good three day run, but I think tomorrow is going to be pretty gross. So oh. you take what you can get. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then I'll just be quiet about the 78 degree weather that we're having right here in sunny <laughs> California. <laughs> It's always 72 and sunny there. No, come visit. Come visit. That's the thing. Just come visit. I love it over there. I always said if I ever moved from like the Northeast, I would have to move to like Southern California. It doesn't make sense to go anywhere mm-hmm. else, but I digress. <laughs> so I do. I, I was reading up about your background. So before we get into the juicy stuff, I just wanted to. I want to ask you, how did you transition from like a marketing comms background to becoming a marriage therapist? Oh, that's a great question. So actually at USC in the communication uh, department, there is an emphasis in communication called human interaction, where you start to study like how does communication impact um, person to person relationships, interpersonal relationships persuasion, uh, you know, anything that have, has to do with one-on-one communication. And I got so interested in that, that I was like, oh, this is fascinating. You know, a lot of times when we have relationship conflicts, it's often because the message that one person sends is not the message that the other person receives. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I started thinking about relationships and then that was like a natural segue into marriage and family therapy. I like it. You're right, because we always interpret things through our lens of perception. Right. So right. 
you're thinking you're saying one thing to somebody and they're receiving it totally That's right. Different. They're receiving it based on, like you said, their lens, their background, you know, their experiences in life, their interpretation. So uh, a real, a certain degree of mindfulness is needed to really be an effective communicator and good listening skills um, and the courage to ask questions and ask for clarification. So, so that's kind of how, that's how I got on that track. And then marriage and family therapy goes even deeper into relationship dynamics, looking not just at communication, but at like um, childhood influences, you know, social influences, you know, brain functioning uh, to really give a a Mm -hmm. pretty comprehensive uh, perspective on like relationships and why they work and why they don't and how you can make them work. So that's the perfect setup. So let's get into how we make these work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So most people know that I, I am single. I said this year that I was going to be way more intentional with dating. And I think I've been doing okay with that. Like I've done a lot better than I have done in the past. And so I just was curious, like if you could say, what are for the single women out there, what are three things that stop women from getting the love that they deserve? Okay. So you just touched on one thing, which is being intentional. Okay. This is everything. Um, it's, it's kind of like the umbrella. So I'll give you the umbrella and I'll give you the three things underneath the umbrella. I would say the umbrella would be a mixture of, um, learning how to be very intentional, very specific about your dating and relationship goals is one. And two is, and I, and it goes hand in hand with that is eliminating this practice of haphazard dating. Ooh. Right. Hap- okay. So what's so what's haphazard dating? Haphazard dating is this attitude of oh well I'll just meet someone and oh it's just going to grow and oh it's going to be this and that and there's like <laughs> absolutely no thought, consideration, mm-hmm. intention, planning that goes into the process. Haphazard dating does not work ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time. Sure. It's not going to work. It doesn't work. And it's funny you say that because (laughs) I'm laughing because it's like with so many other areas in life, I'll be like, for the podcast, for example, like, okay, by this date, I want to reach 50,000 downloads, you know? (laughs) Yes. But I was totally out here haphazardly dating. Okay. Like, it'll happen. I don't care. (laughs) and that makes me this is the thing it just like really gets under my skin we go to school right we put all this intention behind a career because a career is going to have a major impact on our life but when it comes to picking a partner someone who can make your life heaven or hell on earth we take it like it's a glass of kool-aid well i'll just put some water Mm. in it it's like no no this is this is one of the most important choices that you make in your life. And as a therapist, I see the back end. I see the people who don't take the time to be intentional. God forbid they pick a domestic a man who is a domestic abuser or a violent man, mm-hmm. right? The women who were attorneys and doctors coming in with black eyes and bloody eyes and losing their practice because their man took their money. It's like, please, that's what I'm saying. I see the back end. I see the ugly. And, you know, when I come to talk to women about the dating stuff, I'm almost like on hands and knees saying, please, please become intentional about 
your dating practice because this is something that, again, can make your life amazing if you do it the right way or it could kill you if you don't. And that's and that's the thing, like listening to you say that and then looking at myself and even looking at some of my friends in my friend circle, it's like we've always been trained to present ourselves to be the catch but not to actually do the work to find someone who we truly want, if that makes sense, yeah. you know? It's like, oh, you should you make sure you can cook and make sure you can do these things, but it's never flipped back to say, we'll find someone who can meet your needs, you know? It, it really needs to be a dance and a marriage between the two. And and let me get into that as I, I so I've given you kind of the umbrella, but let's go into the first, kind of point. And I want to also give you an analogy about this. Okay. So the first point is one of the three things that stops women from getting what they want in love is lack of clarity about relationship vision. They do not have a vision for the quality of relationship that they'd like to experience. Let me give an example. Okay. If if you tell me right now that you would like to go to Harvard, what do you need to do? need to strategize, need to prepare, need to learn new things, need to present yourself in a certain way. There's a whole bunch of things that you need to do to get a to get into Harvard and have a Harvard quality education. If you say to me, you know, I don't want Ivy League, but I want like NYU, I'd say, okay, then that's a different preparation process to get into NYU. If you say to me, you know what, not NYU, actually, I'd rather go to a state school whole different process. And if you say not a state school, I want to go to a a city college, different process. The issue is Mm. if you're trying to get into Harvard, you cannot have a city college approach. (laughs) Okay. But true. Right. But true. (laughs) Same thing with the quality of relationship. If you want a high quality relationship with a compatible partner who you're talking about legacy building and, you know, power couple and really having that premium relationship, you need a certain set of skills. You need a certain, uh, you need to be clear about what you're looking for. You need to plan for it. You need to set yourself up to attract that. Otherwise, if you don't, Um, (laughs) how are you going to get that? And if you happen to fall into it, how do you maintain it? Oh, maintaining. That's different too. Because some people do get lucky. It just happens. How do you maintain it if you don't? How do you stay at Harvard if you don't understand calculus? (laughs) I'm loving this analogy. So that's the big problem for most women. Either they don't have a vision or their vision is misaligned. They say, you know, no, no, I want the Harvard relationship. And I say, okay, well, let's pull out the math book. Let's get prepped. And they'll be like, nah, I just, you know, I just want to kick it. So no, you actually don't want that. (laughs) You want the junior, you you wish you could get the Harvard thing, but what you really, really are willing to work for is the city college. So why don't you get, go ahead. Mm. Yeah. Because, but I'm saying like somebody might combat to say like, you're doing so much, like wouldn't you just want an organic relationship to form with a partner? No, no, no. How do you organically fall into a great career? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) You don't, you you do not. It does not happen that way on earth. You have to act to like become intentional, make plans, build skill sets. Now, I'll say this. Some people have an advantage in that they've grown up in a healthy, harmonious household with loving parents 
And so they've a lot of the relationship skills they've learned mm-hmm. by osmosis. So for them, it can feel very natural to transition into a healthy relationship. They understand what to look for. They get it. But if you come from a broken home, how do you have the skills? All you know is the dynamics of a broken yeah, home. Yeah, and that's a struggle to break down that wall. Like speaking for myself, it's you know, I, I grew up in a household mm-hmm. where there was domestic violence. It was a broken home. Um, my mom did remarry, but <laughs> it, it wasn't um, like I don't have too many pictures of what a healthy working relationship looks like. And so for me, it's been like trying exactly. to retune what I, what I grew up with, what I saw as my normal and saying, no, that's not normal. That's absolutely right. I also came from a broken home and had a string of really unfortunate relationships. And I'm like, why isn't this working? I think I'm like I, fairly attractive. I know I'm a <laughs> nice person. I'm a good person. Why isn't this working? But, you know, I just I really didn't have literacy around understanding mm-hmm. men, understanding men in a dating context, understanding healthy relationships. Because I, I did not see it. Same. And so for me, it was it's so much easier for me to, like, cut things off immediately as I see, like, one bad thing. It's like, you know what? <laughs> I'm done with mm-hmm. this. So it's easy for me like to avoid the bad. I've also set up blocks to avoid the good. And so I had to like work in therapy to realize like it's a way that you can uh, check someone (laughs) or set expectations of the behavior you expect or how you expect to be treated without immediately just cutting someone off. Yeah. And you can also do that without words. Like it's not always necessary to communicate Mm -hmm. via words uh, about you know, how you want to be treated and how you deserve to be treated because the black and white of it is if somebody's not treating you how you should be treated, you always have the option of saying, you know, people are generally not going to change. And if you tell someone once, hey, look, it's not cool that you're doing this and they do it again, then why stay? Right. Why stay and try to plead and beg? That's another thing that we tend to do when we don't have the relationship skills. Oh, but men is the man is going to change. And if I just talk to him and if I just tell him one more time, he's not, girl. He's not. (laughs) He's not. You need to accept it. You need to accept it and communicate with your behavior by exiting a situation that doesn't work. You know, but again, these are skills that people who have these skills and know these things they do naturally but if you don't then it's like you almost get sucked in this vortex of like putting your energy into things that don't work and hoping that they'll work and praying that they'll work but they don't yeah. work right? i mean it's true though <laughs> they don't always work. people who give second chances and third chances and fourth chances it's like yeah that that's your message yeah it doesn't work Right, right. So, so back to your, your, the list here, you know, the first thing is, of course, lack of clarity about the relationship Mm -hmm. vision, right? So women don't have clarity. So they just are all over the place trying to get into Harvard, but setting things up like they're going (laughs) to a city college doesn't work. Second thing is along the same lines, they don't have clarity about the mate vision or they have clarity about it, but then they're delusional. For example, 
I, I want Barack Obama. <laughs> that is the man I want. And I look and say, are you anywhere near mm-hmm. Michelle? Are you anywhere near Michelle? Okay. It's a little self-reflection. <laughs> if you're no, look, I mean, okay, look, if you're paying me the amount that you pay me and I'm not cheap, if you're paying me to help you get your goals. I have to say the things that are going to help you get your goals. You cannot want a Barack if you are not a Michelle. Facts. Don't waste your time. <laughs> Facts. Right? Yes. And it's okay. It's okay. It's it's fine. But, you know, we need to make the adjustment to say, you know what? I'm not a Michelle. And there's two things I can do about it. One is I can start to become a Michelle. What can I do? Or, you know what? I'm not a Michelle. That's just not who I am. And it's totally fine then maybe I need to adjust a little bit, you know, the kind of man I'm looking for. And that's also okay. Not everybody is a Barack and a Michelle and there's nothing wrong with it. Yes. But the, but the problem is the women and the expectations there, the delusional expectations. Right. (laughs) I'm like so many people have fallen into that trap. Yeah. Also, have you noticed doesn't work? (laughs) We keep coming back doesn't to that. Work. It does not work. <laughs> doesn't work. That's another thing that stops women from getting the love that they deserve. Right. And then the last thing is, is, is very closely related to what I just said. It's like, okay, I really, really do want a Barack. Okay. I'm setting my intention there. And then what's the next thing? If you're going to be successful, the next thing needs to be, what exactly do I need to do to become the kind of woman that a Barack would be intrigued by? Mm -hmm. And then the next thing to do is start to develop those skills, right? That's how you get there. But what often happens is that women say they want a Barack, but they're not willing to do what it takes to get the quality of relationship or the quality of partner that they say that they want. I want Harvard and Barack, but I'm going to do city college level work and <laughs> going to stay the same. Maybe they can get like, a, I was going to say, I was going to say like some type of scholarship to get. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But you know what? If I'd be happy then I'd be like, oh, okay. So you're actually starting to put things forward and that increases the odds that you will get this other level of stuff. But it's like, for many people, it's a, it's an integrity thing, mm-hmm. you know, and they just, they'll say, well, I want this, but then they won't do anything to get it. And uh, <laughs> there's not much I can do to help with that. Aside gotcha. saying, aside saying, let's not ever talk about Harvard again, because you're not going. <laughs> and it's realism. fine. Yeah, realism. And let's be at the city college and let's embrace what that's about. It's about community. It's about this. Let's be happy where we are. But it's like, if you can't, like you said, have realism in this, you're not going to get what you want. I like that. And I I wrote down a few things that you said. And so I guess my follow-up to you on this so far is like, what are some things or what are ways that people can attract a healthy quality partner from the start? Like, you know, as you're dating, 
it, what are things that people can do as they're getting to know someone that can build that foundation? Great question. So uh, similarly to what I was just talking about with the, um, the three things that stop women, the first thing is defining the quality of relationship that you want. For example, if you are looking for a healthy, long-term quality relationship with a man, a healthy man that is going to turn into marriage, well, then that needs to be a different approach than if you were looking for a one night stand. Mm -hmm. Women will take the one night a stand approach thinking that it will get them the lasting love approach. And yet again, what happens does not work. (laughs) Okay. So, so if you want to know some tips about how to get there, my first question is, what kind of relationships do you want? And I'm sure a lot of people don't even have that defined. Like, I knew I found myself in that spot where it was just like I was haphazardly dating, as you said, and just was like, all right, whatever comes, I'll edit as it comes. Uh-huh. Like, no, I don't want you. But I had never actually, oh, I guess in my adult life, taken the time to write, like, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I need. And this is what I would want out of a partner. It's important to do that because especially, are you dating males or females or both? Males. Okay. So if you're dating males, you know, males, um, they have a different um, uh, evaluation criteria uh, for (laughs) women when they're looking for a one night stand versus if they're looking for something long term like a wife. And the thing with males is that uh, it's important that from the start you present as uh, as how you'd like to be perceived. Because once you present as like one night stand bucket, it's very difficult to get from one night stand bucket to wife mm-hmm. in their mind. So if you are intentionally saying, you know what, I'm looking for healthy, lasting love, you know, with a quality man then it's important that you are presenting like a potential girlfriend or wife, not like a potential one night stand or sex partner. Okay. From the start. That seems simple enough. (laughs) But, But it's important, right? Like if you meet a man at a club and the whole vibe and you're wearing a short skirt and everyone is gyrating on each other, you are basically talking to the man's penis. You're not talking to his heart. You're not talking to his brain. You're having a very animalistic initial kind of thing with this man. And that's where the relationship starts. It starts like this sexual thing. And it's going to be difficult to get him out of seeing you in this primitive animalistic way. Best that you, if your intention is like marriage and healthy, harmonious relationship, that you don't even start there, right? You start in an environment where you are, you know, you can be nicely sexually or sensually dressed, but not so overt that you're screaming at his penis. (laughs) If you're screaming at the penis, you're going to get, you're just going to be about sex. So again, it's like mindful about your presentation mindful about the environments that you're in when you're meeting men, you know, and, and being mindful about really setting yourself up for a potential relationship from the start. Or 
if you say conjured, hey, I'm actually looking for a one night stand, I'm like, where's the garter belt? Put on that short ass skirt. Get them fishnet boots. Go to the and club. now you can scream at the penis. Right, scream at the penis. Right, yes, scream at it because that's your goal. But if you, that's not the goal, and and that's the problem. Women are saying, you know, I want love, and I want marriage, and I want a man to, you know, respect me and think highly of me. But let me put on these fishnets and boots and this garter belt. Let me go to this club and put my legs over my head and hop on the floor. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> right is that not hashtag facts though come on i like it and i'm also laughing because i'm like my best friend is gonna listen to this and he's gonna be like i told you so because that was one of my things as i'm like dating this person it was like i am a very uh sexual person mm-hmm. and so i was like i did not want to lead with that this time right Right. And so (laughs) it was not working against myself, but it was just like, okay, just hold off a little while. Just hold off a little while. (laughs) Right. And so now I know my best friend is going to listen to this and be like, see, I told you. (laughs) But he's also a guy. Right. And I I think, you know, and this is this is an important point, too. In therapy, one of the first concepts we're introduced to is something called systems theory, systems theory, meaning that a relationship Mm -hmm. is a system. And so if you want a relationship to be successful, you can't just think of things from your perspective, from your point of view. You have to take into consideration, you know what, what's the other person's point of view on this? And how might they see Mm -hmm. this differently? And you have to incorporate their point of view with your point of view and then come up with a solution that speaks to everyone's point of view. What a lot of women do is say, well, I want to wear my fishnets and my garters and my skirt and I want this and I want that. And they don't stop to think, how does this play off to a male's point of view? How do they interpret this? And then ask themselves the question, is that how I want to be perceived or not? Mm. Yeah. But you got to incorporate that other point of view. If you want to be in relationship with men, if you don't want to be in relationship with the men, who gives a fuck? Do what you want to do. But again, if you come to me saying, Kanjit, I'm ready for this. I'm going to pay you X amount of money to help me get there. Then you can't be doing things without thinking about how a man will perceive this or is likely to perceive this. You have to think like that. Yeah. I'm. I'm well, you can't see, but I'm nodding my head. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, and I think it's, I love how you have a a male best friend because I think, you know, they offer us their wisdom and their insight. It's just like, do we choose to listen? Yeah. And I know sometimes he like wants to beat me because I don't, (laughs) I generally don't listen to him in in some regards. Like I receive it and I'm like, whatever. Mm. That's just Kenny. And then... I go and do exactly what I was going to do anyway. But this time I really, I have been so intentional about it. And I will say I've noticed there's a difference. There's a difference. Of course, there's a difference because, you know, males, um, they, they have whole, they have different psychobiological profiles than females. You know, it's like, do you know what a normative distribution is like that bell curve? Yes. Okay. So the the highest high testosterone male in the world is significantly different from 
the lowest low testosterone female in the world. And so there's a lot of um, difference between the sexes because of this hormone called testosterone, right? There's like impulsiveness and aggression, you know, 90% of men in prison are high T men, you know, Mm. and it's like, so there are things to be aware of just about men, just the natural creatures that they are um, to be aware of and to be cognizant. They, they think about things differently. They see the world differently. Just like I was talking to you about communication, how two people can look at something and see something totally different. It's very true with women and men. Here's an example. Um, (laughs) A realtor friend of mine was showing a house in the Hollywood Hills. And there was a couple there. And the guy was like a really kind of successful, kind of aggressive, high T man. (laughs) And the girl was like a pretty kind of feminine woman. And uh, the realtor said, well, what do you think about this house? And the man said, oh, I'm king of the jungle. Everybody's going to look at me and see, you know, I'm the one that's sitting on this hill. I'm the king of the jungle. You know what the woman said? Oh, it has such nice views. And what a breeze, (laughs) right? Two people in the same spot in two different worlds. The Hollywood Hills are nice, though. (laughs) I would have been like the view. (laughs) They're so nice, right? They are nice, by the way. But interesting, yeah. like the male mindset is uh, he's he's in this com- he's comparing he's king of the hill he's playing this you know uh, hierarchical game. Women aren't even in that world. We're like it's breezy <laughs> and the sun is out. So, but you have like so it's like but if you're going to want a man who's living in this like hierarchical mindset, you have to understand that mindset. You do, right? You wow. do. <laughs> I also am curious your thoughts on how is there like one and I always hate these gimmicky things because I feel like it's like the Steve Harvey type advice (laughs) but is there any truth to like there being qualities that men adore in women that women are just oblivious to yes Yes. And, and, and let's take it, let's take it outside. Let's take it away from pop culture and let's take it into the space of evolutionary biology. Okay. So around the world, anthropologists have discovered that there is one particular body type that men across cultures naturally prefer. It's the hourglass, right? What's what's interesting. What is it about this hourglass and what's so interesting? So Come to find out that hourglass is actually a symbol of high female Mm. fertility, right? Strong, healthy proportions of estrogen to create that figure. Also with that figure, when the waist is tiny, what do we know? We know the woman is not pregnant and hence she is very sexually available to men. So on a primitive level, the guys see that shape and are like, (laughs) it's not because they're dogs not because they're pigs it's because biologically that's a symbol to them that this female is very mm. fertile and so i think there's a level of understanding about this that a lot of it's just not in pop culture like that but if you take the time to become literate like i was saying understanding men better from a different non-political non-pop culture perspective or biological perspective you will do what you just said. <laughs> hmm. So that 
why guys like the hourglass shape. Oh, right. Makes evolutionary sense. And I've never heard that. And it makes complete sense. And I think when you, again, like when you start to become literate in this way, it takes away um, like Mm -hmm. judgment, like white men are such pigs. They only like that. It's like, no, it's not about that. It's like, it's an evolutionary thing. It's them dry. It's a drive, uh, you know, for them to procreate and want to create a healthy baby. It's not personal. Same thing. You know, I, I deal with women who, uh, are with these high testosterone go- alpha guys who are athletes or you know celebrities and the woman will be beautiful and smart and shapely and the man will cheat and she'll be like it's me it's me I- I'm not smart enough I'm not thin enough it's like no girl he's a high T male it's like in the blueprint and he doesn't have the character to rein in mm-hmm. his behavior it doesn't, it's not about you. It would be her or her or me. It's not about you. And I think when women get that, they become liberated. They're like, oh, it's not me. Oh, okay. <laughs> right? So I think that the biological perspective and again, building literacy can be very empowering for women. Yeah. I'm like, I wonder how many people listening, once they listen to this, like are shaking their head while you were saying that, like, ah, like the light bulb went off. <laughs> right. Yes. So yes. Yes. What is before we get into the breakdown and wrap up and stuff? So with everything you said, if you had to kind of digest that down into like one sound bite to tell a single woman who is dating what to what to do to be successful at dating, what would you say? become a very intentional intentional about the quality of relationship, the quality of mate that you're looking for and get professional help. This is the, you know, therapy is not the therapy from 1974. It's 2018. We have solutions to so many issues. You find the right person, get the skills needed to get the relationship that you want. Love it. And I love therapy. Yes. <laughs> I don't always go. Consistent. I do too. It's great. It is like I, right now I'm <laughs> on a little break, but I'll probably start back up soon. <laughs> um, sure. But yes. I love it. I love the homework. And I love sometimes how um, my therapist can connect the dots to either childhood traumas or behaviors that I don't know I do and synthesizes it into like, this is why you do this yes. <laughs> or like makes the steps for me to walk it through myself to realize that's why I did that. Yes. She's building or he or she is building psychological literacy. I love that. If we can just build that psychological literacy, how much better will our lives be? Yeah. And it's just those little small things. Yes, that you things. never know how they seeped into your psyche, <laughs> and yeah, they're literally they affecting are. like almost everything you're doing. <laughs> yes, so yes, you can unlearn yes. some behavior. You can. Yes, you can. Yeah, you can do a lot with intention and willpower and the choice that you're going to change something. But you know, if you don't have the intention, you don't have the self awareness, you don't have the tools. Good luck to you. Yeah, that's true. So right. I, I am, 
I am encouraged, even though this won't air for a while, like (laughs) this is a timely message for me to receive as well. And so I'm hoping that as people are listening to this, they did some head nods, they wrote down some notes and have a plan to be more intentional about their dating life. Yeah, they can always come visit me, you know, come to my website and reach out to me. And I'm, I'm happy to share the wealth of knowledge I have on this. Yeah. So can you, while you, since you said that, can you share where people can find you on social media or online? Um, And I'll be sure to link all of these in the show notes. Yeah, sure. Uh, Everything for me is Conjit Farrell. That's my name. So it's K-O-N like Nancy, G like girl, I-T like Tom, and then Farrell, F like Frank, A-R-R-E-L-L.com. Um, and you can talk to me, you know, reach out if you, if you're in the LA area or the state of California, I have a practice in downtown Los Angeles. Um, and I do coaching around the world. So just let me hear from you. I'm so happy to help. And there are solutions, ladies, please. You don't have to be struggling. There's (laughs) solutions. Okay. So yes, we have solutions. And so now I want to do the breakdown with you. So I'm just going to shoot out one word and you can say, the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. So the first one is marriage. Wonderful. <laughs> Dating. Can be good. <laughs> <laughs> Love. Worth it. Oh. Couples therapy. Helpful. Happiness. Attainable. Human interaction. <laughs> Mm, necessary. <laughs> Intention. Oh, life. <laughs> and last one, sex. Oh, yes. Good, 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 good. <laughs> Fun. So good. I didn't even ask you this question. I'm going to ask you now before we wrap up. Are you married? Oh, yes, girl. I'm married. <laughs> I've been married for seven years. I've been with my husband for 10 years. I'm pregnant as can be right now. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, and you know, I always say to clients, you know, I'm not just a client. I'm the player president. I've walked this path. I, you know, <laughs> I know about it. I've watched it. You know, yeah, it works. And I'm like, and I'm glad I asked this at the end of the interview because I know some skeptical person is probably going to listen to this whole thing and be like, she's probably not even married. Uh, yes, I'm married. <laughs> no, she's married. There yes. you go. So all your skepticism can just go there away now and you can be. That's intentional. it. Be intentional. So, <laughs> so Conjit, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really enjoyed our conversation. Me too. Had a great time. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Conjit for coming on the podcast and dropping some gems for us single ladies. Okay. You probably noticed that I recorded this episode a while ago because we mentioned the snow and Conjit also mentioned that she was pregnant at the time that we recorded, but I just want to send her a huge congratulations on the birth of her precious baby boy. He is so adorable. Um, and I just want to say like, I really hope that you enjoyed the conversation. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen to past episodes and subscribe to the podcast on Apple podcast spotify soundcloud stitcher and google podcast or any app that you listen to your favorites on don't forget to leave a review too you might just hear your review on the next episode follow us on social media share the episode with those you love those you don't love those you fucking hate i don't make those pretty images for nothing have a dope ass week thank you for listening until next time